Welcome everybody back at Talking Gaming and Tech, and well, this week's going to be a salty week. Extra salty, actually, because it's been quite a week for a lot of things, and a I lot of salt. and a lot of like industries are uh, well, they're not doing so well these days in a lot of ways on the consumer side and the corporate side, I guess you could say. So we have a lot to talk about with gaming and on technology. Uh, we're going to get into the Microsoft laying off 10,000 people and who it actually affected. Um, also, going to get into the Google layoffs, um, the shutdown of what is it, Blizzard over in China. That got shut down, I think it was. You were posted. Uh, not not oh, Blizzard. Yeah. Well, Activision Google Blizzard. Blizzard. Activision. Wow, wow. Activision. Activision. Wow. Wow. Anyway. Wow. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. It's a lot of craziness there. And then, obviously, the biggest story that I did uh, a lot of work on trying to gather all the facts I can about, like, just, like, the things. And I uh, wrote out my own document and stuff like that of this, of things I could gather. Um, and it's going to be about the D&D, uh, what do you call it, the OGO, um, and all the stuff that's going on. And how bad if if it's like it's almost past the point where they can't apologize anymore it's 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 past the point no matter what they do it's over um it's it's pretty bad that's not good yeah so um and we'll get into all that because that's it's going to be beyond huge of a topic and it's going to take up most of the gaming side of it um and on the tech side uh we'll get into uh nasa is planning on possibly uh, using nuclear energy again in space to get us to Mars, so which is kind of cool. I remember they were doing this back, and they were thinking about doing this in the '90s, but it was way too dangerous. Um, the kind of means we had at the time, but the way they think of it now might actually work out pretty well. Hmm. Um, so, and uh, also want to get into so there was a movie, and I'll get into a lot of details when I start talking about it. Uh, Skin and Rank that came out, and it's experimental horror. Skinamarink. Skinamarink. A dinky-doo. Skinamarinky-doo. Skinamarink, a dinky-doo. Why do you watch such stupid shit? Um, Skinamarink, it's... Uh, I it's, love... So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's friggin', it's only... So just a brief synopsis before we get into the topic later on. It was a movie that only cost... It was indie film shown at a film festival that, like, everybody raved about. So a producer saw it. They decided to push it in the theaters. Um, and only cost them $15,000, which didn't even cost them that. There's no way it cost them that. Um, they've made well, probably close to a million do- million already uh, in theaters. It's unheard of for an indie film to even come close to those numbers. Um, oh, it's pretentious bullshit that um, they're pretending is good. It's, 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 it's uh, I like, I'll have to get into it. It's, you know I mean? Uh, see, see, uh, Q is cha- already challenging it to make his own film because... <laughs> Fifteen thousand well, dollars. We can do better. We can dude, spend oh, yeah. more thousand dollars. Okay. All you need is connections. I hate to yeah. break it to you, but I bet you this movie's bad. Like the Blair Witch Project was bad, yet people loved it because connections and people freaking hype. No, I bet you this movie's average at best. Um. So, and then obviously, I want to get into because I didn't really talk about on it because I want to get into like spoilers and everything else uh, with Avatar: Way of Water and. 
Uh, we'll get into that at the end of this podcast because now it's kind of been. I'll be leaving before then because I I haven't seen it yet, and Aaron wants to see it, but we've just been lazy okay. about. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it either, but I don't really care for watching it. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, Smurfs having sex is not. My <laughs> um, but I want to get into because some of them, one of the producers uh, for the fourth movie, because obviously the third movie is going to be coming out next, but the fourth movie, some of my predictions actually already came true because one of the people producing on the fourth one already said what some of the plot is, and I was like, oh, I said that right at the end. I was like, oh no shit. So, yeah, which is kind of cool. But we'll get into that um, at the end of the podcast if you're a fan of Avatar and you went to go see the movie. Um, but, but first, uh, let's get into what everybody's been doing for the last couple weeks. What have you been playing? And, uh, well, we had a D&D session. We had, a, we had some things happen. Uh, first of all, I really hope that internet shit doesn't happen again because I don't know if that was because of the firewall or what. Oh. Uh, so let's hope that shit doesn't happen again. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was odd. Yeah, yeah, it was very odd. And that I don't need to deal with that shit right now. Mm. Um, I've just been rebuilding all the databases on this new computer. Because mm. mm. I need everything back in order so I can... I haven't even started building content yet. But we're not, we don't have a session this week anyway. So the next session is not for two weeks out. Mm-hmm. How How uh, How is your new computer? Fucking great, dude. <laughs> that's all i got to say i played naraka the other day no frame drops at all fucking perfect won like four games in a row because i guess everybody's bad at that game now <laughs> or something no it's only it's only because i'm not playing with you <laughs> yeah, you are uh no offense a drag upon my greatness <laughs> you're i'm doc you're timmy tenders timmy tenders i i'm I'm definitely not Tim the Tat Man. Tim the I'm, Tat uh, Man. Huh? John the uh, Lack of Tattoos. Uh, you're, you're Timmy Tenders. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, although I was telling uh, today, because obviously this morning we were, I had to help uh, uh, Mr. Bazinga over here at his job, and uh, I came up with a great name that uh, <laughs> um, JD should do for his next character. Um, Custom Cupcake. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> um, oh. Don't make me laugh. It makes me lightheaded. Like, you better be careful, mate. At the end of the day, he knows how to play D and D better than you, and he will crush you like a bug. <laughs> but he will literally the, crush. But there'll you be like nothing. There'll be nothing better than being crushed by like a, a bug custom. by a custom cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man he could be like a like uh a very alpha uh misogynist like character <laughs> hey he's not the one that walked up with some random chick i liked i liked my joke it was so bad oh. <laughs> it was so mean oh man and to think like a year and a half ago you were like Ugh. D&D is just a thing I do because I don't have anything to do. Now you're like, oh, it's actually fun. Sometimes. Mm. And fuck you, dude. It's fun when you make it fun. Oh, yeah, I know. If just, you don't pay attention, then you don't have any fun. You have to make the fun. Mm. No, it's just when we're sitting there for like 25, 30 minutes arguing back and forth. Then mm. I'm like, come on, let's, let's progress. Then you jump the hell in <laughs> and you add to that argument in a stupid way. Yeah. So, yeah. No, we anyway, actually... that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a pretty good D&D &D session, actually. It was a lot of fun. 
last week. We had some crazy moments of, uh, yeah. Oh. I would be talking about it more, but I'm still eating because we started early. Uh, <laughs> shoveling food. You, usually you eat after the podcast. What's going on? Yeah. The stew got done. She's been cooking it all day. <laughs> roast, uh, pot roast. Yeah. All right. Let's see what you've been doing. All right. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, so obviously in D&D, so it's Grim's eating. So there was mostly a big, huge, like, kind of like, well, them confronting my character of who he is, which was kind of neat. Um, and another character that's kind of innocent. He's in, he's a he's a little bit of a badass, but he, he's a, he's very innocent. Uh, and he got a really good raw taste of the actual real world. Hey, they don't watch the podcast, so I can tell you and not ruin anything, <clears throat> dude. But like that shit, actually, you remember how you said it, it doesn't leave you? Yeah, it's gonna scar him. I'm gonna give him nightmares and other situations where he keeps witnessing stuff. Hmm. Like he's not going to be able to. He's not going to have the same level of like yeah. connection like you do to the sword, but he's going to be able to feel evil now too. Yeah, and he's going to get flashes of terrible stuff that's happened to people around that, him. That that's very Star Trek of you. That's like what happens if people don't know how to do a mind meld right. Like he's going to get mentally screwed up by this, <laughs> and it's because he wasn't. He's young. Uh, the sword imprinted on him. You know, mm. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's very... Yeah, he insisted, though. He insisted. He thought he was Well, a they were trying to find a way to figure out if your character sucks because they got to make sure you, you guys can get along. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like everybody had a lot of fun, though. Mm-hmm. So. Um... And I decided to check out, obviously, because I have some I, I have ideas that uh, so it was neat that we actually got. So and tomorrow we're going to be filming a video. So one of our uh, the D&D. &D... That was a string of shit. I do not understand that you just said. Anyway, tomorrow we are going to be building a PC. There's going to be a new YouTube video on how to restore a PC uh, back to its glory. Um, and one of the characters who is who plays character mitch he's going to be getting a new pc um his character is michael rose My, and no, kane sorry his character is kane he, i call I him call mitch, him mitch uh, because, yeah because because alex is a dick okay okay <laughs> in <laughs> our first section session alex came up with the idea he was going to pronounce everybody's name wrong because kevin is a pothead oh. and when he walked up to, to michael's character Michael's like, hi, I'm Michael. And he went, yeah, that's Mitch. And I was like, you know what? You're fucking Mitch from now on, dude. And I have not let it go. And now I can't stop myself uh, from calling him Mitch. See, everybody calls him Mitch now, too, because I keep on calling him Mitch. Yes. That I've, I feel bad. <laughs> I've destroyed this kid. And I'm uh, blazing. Or blazing. Blazing. Like, do you realize that if, if we ever get popular with this stream, the people watching will not know his name and call him Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and it's funny. So because I, of me, I'm a dick. So I decided. So because he told me what his favorite animal, elephant, lies, and I was like, and I was trying to get some ideas, and I was looking at it and stuff, and I was like, some of like the posing, the, the it's a completely different anime. I probably wouldn't even watch, but the posing of like characters in certain scenes, I was like, why does this seem really familiar? This style. So I decided to look up the creators and stuff, and. It ain't the same writers or anything, but a lot of the same animation artists and stuff are all the same animation artists from the same studio that did Rioni Kenshin. I was like, that's why it looks, the style and stuff looks really familiar. And I was like, oh. So, yeah. All right. <clears throat> anyway. So, I uh, I did play some Call of Duty. 
I, fi I, I finished the battle pass. I've never done it ever. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right, that's done. Now what? <laughs> so, you get all the custom camo. Oh, yeah. Yay. No, I just wanted to finish that. But uh, no, when we were playing D&D, uh, &D, uh, my guy's like a charismatic, uh, like Nate Fillion. Nate mm -hmm. Fillion. And uh, the rapist, <laughs> and there was this girl that was hitting on me in, in the in the game, and I I guess I don't know I wasn't there when it happened, <laughs> and uh, so I I, I I gave her a pickup line, and she didn't like it too much. Well, we rolled. I, what the pickup line was. I know exactly what the pickup line is. Let me. What was it? I'll I'll do it right now. Hold on. Cause you got a book of fucking. <laughs> no 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 no, no 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 no. Um. So the the story is the girl's pa the girl's parents died long 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 ago. Okay. Hey girl. You know what the difference is between me and your parents? I'll always be there for you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was terrible. It was so bad and everybody laughed. Oh man! But Grim didn't see what I did in the, <laughs> in the podcast. I turned my head towards the camera and yeah. zoomed in. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's about it. That's about it. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So anyway. So what I've been mostly doing, actually, I've been playing a lot of Celeste, a real lot of Celeste. Pizza. <laughs> yes, Celeste Pizza. Oh my God, do they even make those anymore? I'm yeah, they do. Okay. I used to, oh man, I used to have two of them at a time. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Anyway, no, the it's an indie game. It's been out for a very long time. It's been out since what 2018, I think. Uh, it came out. Anyway, it's a it's it's a platformer that's like stupid hard. It is like the Dark Souls of platformers. Uh, mm. with puzzles, uh, what do you call it, getting three different screens and very elaborate, like, crazy ways, and you have to, like, oh, my God. So, which is what I like about it, like, that's super hard, and I got really into it after, like, thoroughly watching, like, a bunch of speedruns, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of try this out. So, yeah, so I've been playing it, like, quite a bit of uh, Celeste. And uh, it's crazy to see some of, like, the speedruns of these people that don't die going through some of these screens and, like, just crushing like world records with like some of the techniques you have to do like i don't even get it <laughs> like i'm just insanely impressed with them so yeah uh if you enjoy really really hard platformers um definitely check out celeste so in that that game you can only move like a certain way right no you can you can move a bunch of way uh you have your <laughs> you have your jump i see uh, dies in yeah. front of you yeah you have your jump your uh, dash and the grip, you can grab onto things. Mm -hmm. So you can grab onto the side of a cliff, I oh, think. Okay. Um, but you well, also have, you, but you also have like your hyper dash, um, the reverse hyper dash. There's all these different techniques that's like basically speedrunners have discovered um, with different button combinations and stuff like that to get the character to do certain types of dashes um, that the programming will allow. Mm-hmm. Um, that you have to, and it's gotten to the point where now the developers of the game are adding levels with you needing to know those mechanics to get through those levels. 
So, which is kind of cool uh, that the developers are all like really involved in the community. Um, so, yeah, and that's I mostly. Well, when your community is like ten people, um, it's. I'm kidding. It's been a lot Just, of fun. I like making fun of Nate because Nate is like anything that's indie. He he pretends it's the greatest thing ever made. Movies, games, it doesn't matter because he feels edgy. Oh my god! Anyway, <laughs> he wants to be different. Yeah, he's like, you're playing popular games? What a loser. Let me go play this game that sold two copies. <laughs> it's brilliant. Best yeah. game ever. Skinamarink the game, okay? Skinamarink a dinky do. That's the sequel. The sequel is Skinamarinky Dink, and then the last one is Skinamarinky do. One of the things I saw. Featuring Elephant. One of the things I saw that was actually different at the beginning of that movie, though, I'll point out. Is right before the movie begins, it says all media within this, uh, all media featured within this film is from archive.org. Oh. So people can't sue them for a copyright, whatever. Oh, wow. Now so I'm even I was like, more I was like, so, these hack jobs. Well, no, well, I'll get, well, we'll get into that why when I get into the review. But right. anyway, so let's get into these stories. Um, so Blizzard games go offline in China. So, and what do you call it? And Blizzard is unable to come to an agreement or are forced to shut down most Blizzard games service in mainland China. Uh, today's the day most Blizzard games go offline. Yeah, yeah. After failing to reach a deal with the publishing uh, partner Net a NetEase, NetEase, yes, yep. I don't know. NetEase, 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 I don't know. Ease, you're right. Ease. Nope, Ease, you're correct. Ease, I don't know. NetEase, NetEase, <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird name. Blizzard it's has shit <laughs> company. No one cares about. <laughs> shuttered most of its games in countries, including World of Warcraft, Overwatch 2, and Diablo Immortal, remains unaffected. Though the game that nobody cares about. <laughs> so wait. Let me see if I got this straight. <laughs> they shut down everything but Diablo Immortal. Yes. Makes sense. They can get those microtransactions. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> I mean, Blizzard is a liar of a company and a shithole. Oh, man. Uh, the, closer, look, <laughs> the closure comes after reports that Blizzard tried to extend the current deal by six months to keep the games, games in players. Hands Wallet shop for new publishing partners. Obviously, they're publishing partners. If they knew they were shopping, they're going to go, okay, what are you doing? That's, that's a whole other thing. Uh, according to the post on Blizzard's uh, Weeaboo account. Weeaboo? <laughs> Weeaboo account. It says that? <laughs> Look at it. You sure that Jenny don't mean Weeaboo? As, as stupid as that would be. <laughs> the company said NetEase rejected the extension deal. Uh, a translation of the post oh. World of Warcraft site. Uh, wowhead read. Wowhead? Okay. Uh, Dude, we're rejecting your, your proposal because realistically we've been stealing your information for like 10 years and we're building a new World of Warcraft that we're just going to call War of Asian Craft and uh, we're going to copyright the hell out of you and you can't do anything about it. Have a good day. Oh China. my god. As of August 1st, Diablo Immortal had 30 million players. Oh yeah, that's a lot of players. It's it's that, it's that's yeah. A very it's, large it's number. Shit, it's still a shit game. It's but... such a shit game. That's the problem with gaming these days, people. Shit like that. All right, so MMO stats as of well, this is June, so no. <laughs> yeah, nothing current. 
Well, maybe if you check up on Skinnamarinkadink, you'll figure it out. <laughs> Still can't believe you opened the podcast with that statement. <laughs> like, shit. Average amount Diablo Immortal makes in daily microtransactions, $1 million. Oof. Total revenue to date, $100 million. surprised yeah okay they obviously gave a big david they're grateful they're very grateful for all the chinese players in the community and the passion the creativity in of our past two decades our community and players of mainland china remain strong as we would continue to work with the tencent to distribute the call of duty mobile as well as uh active talks to potential partners to resume gameplay for activision blizzard iconic franchises i guarantee they say they're shopping around i guarantee they're looking to send uh, sell tencent um or they're going to end up selling you tencent Selling to Tencent. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't know if Tencent can sell itself. No, they're going to look to sell. I guarantee it's going to be Tencent. They own, like, everything. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they own a lot. They own freaking they own everything. Holy crap. Now, the question is, will they sell their Chinese-based, their China-based stuff to Tencent, or will they just sell? Well, I think they'll wow. a partnership to okay. get Blizzard. They, in China. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, but Tencent's probably going to want on their own end. Like, they're going to want, oh, hey, can you give us, like, for instance, like, Tencent likes to, like, barter assets. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't bet if they went, okay, we'll make a partnership. Can you give us our ass? Can your assets to WoW so we can make a mobile version of it for China? I guarantee they'll do that. They'll do something like that. Because they're they're a shitty company, uh, they're one of the like super super greedy like like companies that love doing the microtransaction thing like all over the board. I mean that's like like why PUBG Mobile makes so much goddamn money, and why it's like one of the most popular like mobile apps to date. I thought that was because God hates me and wants to destroy everything I love. Um, well, that's because obviously everything I love. Um, and granted, like. I understand the like the position like they were in like players unknown like they wanted to obviously they needed money to continue obviously. players unknown um player unknown goddamn name right anyway people unknowns people unknown so yeah like obviously <laughs> unknownspeople's.com <laughs> and obviously they, they keep on expanding they're making a ton of money on microtransactions themselves um, but when it came down to it they did actually sell the Tencent they sold them the assets to PUBG which they made another game that's a lot like PUBG, along with a mobile version of PUBG that they rake money out of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which I remember that we that was that's the one where you uh, get picked up in a helicopter at the end. Yeah, at the end. Yep. Yep. You race to the helicopter. That was kind of neat, though. It was. It was kind of. Wasn't neat. PUBG though. No, it wasn't PUBG. Nothing's oh. PUBG, dude. <laughs> All right. Microsoft to fire thousands of employees across multiple. Get this thing off my screen. Get off my screen. Uh, multiple divisions. Um, and we have a few <coughs> topics on this only because we're going to get into this one big topic, but I have a few articles here. Uh, Microsoft reportedly planning to cut thousands of jobs across multiple divisions as the company looks uh, to restructure its <laughs> workforce. Uh, the job cuts um, be as high as 6,000, according to the reports. Well, we know now it's 10,000. Um, and the thing is, though, where these jobs... So um, the sad thing is, do you know what they're investing in? Uh, AI. Yes. So they're expanding all their AI divisions. I learned that on TechLinked. 
<laughs> okay. um yeah it's it's pretty sad so they're in the ai divisions are basically looking at well one the ai divisions looking to create ai to do the jobs at their what do you call it at microsoft as it is so they can get rid of more people um and they want to expand Skynet. they also want to expand <laughs> on using ai to deliver a better experience to their customers um, basically, and we talked about that with the whole, like, they want to really, really, like, hone in on, like, how to make the gamer on, on an Xbox stay gaming on an Xbox. How can they make their gaming experience want them not to shut off their Xbox? Mm-hmm. Here's and, an idea. Um, Stop not making good games. Yeah, but they want to, <laughs> you know, they're looking down, like, what the, like, the mobile route. How to, like, like how Candy Crush keeps you just playing and playing and forking in money. Um, so... They're looking around that manipulation of dopamine and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it's embarrassing. But yeah, it's it's really sad. If you didn't see it coming, you're not you're an idiot. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry, people, but well, this is Microsoft. It's always been Microsoft. It's so, not just well, the layoffs thing is, but a lot of companies are no, going yeah, this way. Yeah, you're right. But here's the problem. The, here's the difference. When Sony laid off all those jobs, it was because they were hemorrhaging money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Microsoft is not hemorrhaging money. They are killing themselves. <clears throat> They're the ones that are like, well, we're going to push Game Pass. Mm-hmm. What's Game Pass? Well, it's a place where you get our games that are made for $400 million budgets for mm-hmm. basically free. And mm-hmm. then we're going to claim that they're big hits, but we're not making any money off of our games. So we got to lay off 10,000 people from freaking 343 Studios mm-hmm. because the game didn't make any money. Of yeah. course it didn't make any money. You fucking gave it away for free to claim it was a good game. Yeah, so we'll get into the two biggest hit uh, parts of Microsoft that were hit uh, because of this. So one of the big ones is 343 Industries have been hit hard, uh, the ongoing layoffs, according to the reports by Bloomberg. Um, BaseTechNet announced that the cuts of 10,000 jobs stacking 5% of its workforce at 343 Studios um, basically really, it doesn't get into a whole bunch of this anymore. Anyway, getting into like, would you stop this? Anyway, uh, basically gutting like all the plans they had for Halo Infinite are no longer existing. I want to feel, I, I would like, to, I mean, I feel bad for people losing their jobs, but at the same time, I have to do my victory lap because I fucking told you. Um, like the, hey, Grim. What? D- did you know that uh, Halo didn't need a battle royale? Oh, yeah. It definitely didn't need a battle royale. Let's take our yearly. Let's just take a um, Halo theme chart. <laughs> Our annual uh... chart <laughs> number. Let's take a look at how Halo Infinite is doing on Steam. Peak, 7,000 players. Average, 3,000 players. Oh. Oh. <laughs> playing, four, uh, playing seconds ago, 4,390. Now, I'm sure there's like 100,000 on Xbox or more. Maybe there's even a million. But let's just take a look at Apex Legends. A game that had no backing when it came out. Yep. Its average is 400,000 on Steam. But here's where we get good. Apex Legends is also on origin player count daily okay let's take a look at live player count 100 
and thirteen thousand on Xbox. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, I'm looking. Overall, um, weekly plays, um, weekly plays are sixty-two million. Jesus Christ! That means they're doing like seven million players a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! That's crazy. Yeah, and like the for instance, like we know like all these promised modes, and we know they're not coming out now. They've already said it. Yep. Um. So there's no plans for any expansion for Halo Infinite anymore. It's it's gone. Completely gone. 28, 28 um, million new players over the last year. So, and it's funny because, well, this article doesn't have it. Uh, I was hoping to find the other one. That's what I was trying to look for. Anyway, uh, people are speaking out now at 343 Studios. They said it's the most mismanaged thing they've ever seen. Uh, they will never work for a company that terrible again. Wow. Um, they said every attempt at the developers trying to reach out to kind of the board like hey like call it, we need to get this done this is what our fans are actually asking for they said no our marketing team knows what the fans need i'm sure you do <clears throat> um is your marketing team the group of people who were fired <laughs> <laughs> apparently not <laughs> because they effing should be <laughs> Uh, don't want to come off like a dick because it sounds like I'm spiking the ball but I fucking told you yeah uh, I'm sorry I'm gonna I have to take the victory lap because the the hubris of these people to claim it didn't need a battle royal I know I'm a me I'm obsessive about battle royals I love playing them I understand that Halo fans don't but they could have delivered a multiplayer mode for Halo fans and a battle royal mode to bring in new players. They literally ignored 95% of the market when it comes to multiplayer shooters. Because other than Counter-Strike, Overwatch and Valorant, and Overwatch and Valorant are very low on this bar for player counts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody plays those modes anymore. They're all playing battle royal mode. So you can't freaking tell me it couldn't fucking need a battle royal mode oh yeah no it's just ignorance the same thing with like battlefield hubris is what it was they they believed that they they could get away with it and their fan base was like yeah yeah we don't need it we're halo fans Mm -hmm. well good for you because your game is shit and you're this is now the third installment where the where the player base doesn't exist (laughs) yeah um so sorry dude on the sadder note of this, and I really wish more fans uh, would have like just had some more forethought about the merger of Bethesda going into Microsoft because now we've never seen layoffs in all the years of covering anything with Bethesda. They've never done layoffs like this. And a big, another big portion of those 10,000 is Bethesda. Yeah. It's so great that Microsoft bought them. That's a wonderful thing. The thing that makes me mad is people believe people are so hyped for Starfield and I'm like it hopefully it's good. But mm-hmm. what if what if they kill it like they've done all their other studios? Oh yeah, they're like, going to. They're, they're going to the shot, they will. There's a 50/50 chance this thing could go downhill. Oh yeah, it's going to be a dead rock. I don't think we'll ever at this rate if it goes this way, we'll never see Elder Scrolls 6. It's never going to happen. No, Elder Scrolls 6 will come out. The, 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 dude, this game's not going to bomb. It's just I don't think I think that Microsoft isn't good enough at handling their IP 
to not get their greedy little hands into Bethesda and ruin their IP too. Yeah, but um, my thing is though, are they going to keep on pushing like this till all the good developers from Bethesda actually leave like they've done to the other studios and then they come out with a game that no one wants? I mean, that that is a plausible thing. Yes. But I'm saying that because that game is so far already like it's so far along that I think Starfield will be fine. The, the the concern is whether or not they ruin it for the rest of them or they do some sort of stupid shit like heavy microtransactions that are far worse than they've ever been on any of those systems. Mm. Like, there's plenty of things that can be done to that game down the road that could ruin that game. Yeah. Yeah, and specifically, so everybody knows, I'm sure some people will be asked, it is specifically the single-player game, single-player uh, mode uh, developers that were gutted from Halo Infinite. So, which again, that is, that is, that irks me because that means that the heads of the multiplayer aspect were complete assholes and did not take the advice of some because you know someone said we should do a battle royal mode and they were like no we don't freaking need it and then when the game doesn't make any real money their response is to go blame the, the single player people grim we have You're... a first time comment in the in the chat what do you mean cs and valorant got no players i wasn't told about cs cs is a very popular game i oh, said yeah, 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 i yeah. said overwatch and valorant because if you compare cs to overwatch and valorant it's not even close. And if you compare those two games to Battle Royals, it's not even close. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the thing people have to understand is there could be like 500,000 people playing Valorant, or say there's a million. The daily users for Call of Duty and Apex are in the seven to eight millions. Mm. That's the difference between those like, groups of people. It's like people saying, well, Smite is popular, and it is. But Smite is like 2% of League of Legends popularity. Hmm. Same type of game, but Smite has one-tenth of the players League of Legends have. That's all I was saying. Like, fucking Counter-Strike is still, you know, that game's not going anywhere. Definitely not going anywhere. Matter of fact, I'm going to look at its Steam numbers right now. Because <laughs> I'm sure it's got a great deal of play. Yeah, dude. Its Steam numbers are in the last a million in the last twenty four hours. Counter Strike. Wow. It's okay. I like can't that, get into it. That's the difference between I Halo like, and Counter Strike. I like ADS. I always do that, and there's not much ADS in Counter Strike. Oh no, there isn't. No, <laughs> only with the only with the player count. Online players five hundred five hundred thousand seven hundred seventy seven. I tried playing Valorant. I it wouldn't let me log in. It was I don't, I don't probably a bug or something. Like I again, I'm not bringing that. That then you can look at the difference. Um, active players, online players, 110,000. So you look at that's for Overwatch. So that's my point I was making there. Those games have players, but they are so far down. And then the people making Halo said, "We don't have to change. We'll just try and steal the market that's already shrunk dramatically." What's Valorant? Um, Valorant is a. It's like a, no. I mean, it's what's like a it at? Oh, is it? Okay. Um, so you have you have them going, we're gonna try and get back into this first person market. And then so 
someone in the mark thing goes that doesn't exist anymore the only people playing it are the people playing counter-strike and valorant and then they go well we'll take that market you're not taking that counter-strike's market Hate no to you will not so There's you're no fighting way. over crumbs yeah because you didn't want to put a battle royal mode in your game exactly valorant yeah. is at 16.2 million players tracked yeah yesterday yeah. was 4.8 million yeah and Halo... yeah, they have a lot of players i'm i'm going with the concurrence yeah because if i wanted to say like if we we're going to talk about player numbers i'd be like well league of legends has like oh, 190 million uh uh what do you call yeah, it yeah. accounts yeah so yeah, i yeah. guess that makes them the greatest thing in the world mm. but co accounts lapse and shit you yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like I, I just i think no, valorant is popular it's, it's just that like you compare these really high numbers and you got halo and oh seven thousand players oh that's cute yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, at first it, it was like five hundred thousand. oh my god whoa i think i think and it then was the, the what, two days later it dropped. ever made dude yeah it's not the, having battle royale yeah the bottom fell out yeah <laughs> it's the dumbest thing they could have ever done it could have been the coolest pretending that they that they didn't need it it could have been the coolest battle royale oh yeah it would have oh, been really cool yeah Dude, the fans were all like, well, you know, we don't want it to be some lazy bullshit ripoff of Battle Royal. And I'm like, oh, Halo doesn't have lend itself to Battle Royal. Are you, are you goddamn kidding me? The entire <laughs> point of Halo is massive maps and driving around on vehicles. Yeah. And you're telling me a Battle Royal mode doesn't fit that? Oh, my you God. You are lying because you don't want to admit that you're wrong about the, the game. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's it comes down to. It's that simple. That's what it comes down to. It's sad. All right, so this is the biggest topic. It's going to take a big torsion. It might actually cut into part of the next segment, but that's all right. Because I hate the next second. Um, so, um, but we're going to get into the D&D &D OGL and everything we know about it to this point. Also, thank you for the comment, dude. I don't mean to be abrasive. I'm just very aggressive. Right. <laughs> and so Chris Cow, uh, who is reportedly, he is the guy. He's kind of like the head right now of that division. Um, him and Kale Stutson, I think his name is. Anyway. Um, I have his other his name written down somewhere else here. Dude, no wonder they screwed up. Kale sucks. <laughs> oh, as a, as a food, as a as <laughs> actually, <laughs> well, no wonder I, Kale just actually, sucks. Trust me, by the end of this, you'll like Kale compared to cow. Oh, anyway. oh my god, I'm gonna fall over. Kale, you'll like Kale compared to cow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, so. So Chris, oh, so you're part of the guy who's pulling the strings uh, behind all this. He's the VP of D&D Digital um, and has been on his own, in his own words, uh, masterminding the future of D&D in the digital, what do you call it, age. Uh, Cal made the case that the future of D&D is a digital play and all investments should be made purely in that direction. Uh, but to do this, he reckoned that there were a couple of problems. Uh, firstly, yeah, other people are doing it better and you yeah, don't want to compete. Yeah, firstly, we need to <laughs> get hold of the numerous high-quality engineers. What the hell? Oh, did you just highlight that? Oh, oh, it's doing it to you? Yeah, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it's a live document. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, secondly, cows, uh, the biggest threats uh, to the digital future is D&D &D and beyond. D&D and beyond. But is it their, it's their own thing. They didn't know D&D and beyond they oh, they it. no. Oh. So, uh, well, they bought Nate. Don't even go because you're wrong. They bought D and D Beyond about a couple years ago. No, no, that was my next. If you read my, if you read my my paper I wrote here, it does say that that you wrote. Anyway, yeah, you wrote it. Dislocation on shit he doesn't know about. He's got like a, a freaking essay here, and he's I wrote it. Well, I, I kind of wrote it. I've like copy and paste and rewrote different sections okay, of articles. Biden. 
anyway. So, <laughs> so Wizards of the Coast uh, bought D and D Beyond, plagiarizing uh, at its best, Nate. solving uh, both problems in <laughs> in one year in twist. Apparently, Chris Cow was surprised by this move because he didn't really actually have any plans for D and D Beyond. So, in a sense, he didn't want them to buy it. He wanted it to die. Huh? <laughs> I don't believe a single thing anybody from that company said. Um. So obviously, the competitors to D and D Beyond. So he should see. He should have worked for EA. Uh, yeah, so if anybody doesn't know, so this guy, obviously, he was the digital marketer for Sony um, and a few other people. But the biggest one, obviously, this guy is microtransaction-like heavy because he worked for, what was it, the company that, the freaking farm game, Zanga, Zynga? Was Zynga. It? Zynga. Yeah, he was the main guy who made all that happen. Yeah. So this is the guy that started the beginning rush of microtransactions. <sighs> Um, so, that that and the, those mafia games on the old, like yeah, the first okay. iPhone. Is what you're oh yeah. Um, anyway, so the competitor obviously, in fact, there was individual competition at this time with the mission statement on of destroy D and D Beyond. This comment was expanded on by someone who worked regularly with Cow, uh, who went to add once the executives wanted to kill Foundry, Hero Forge, Roll Twenty, and any other potential rivals. You can go F yourself on that one. So that was actually, that's from people that worked there, that they heard. Cow uh, and Stutzman uh, had a prototype that they did, uh, what do you call it, did many of the same things as D&D Beyond and wanted to destroy D&D Beyond, both pre- and post-acquisition. Um, so. What a piece of pig shit. Pretty much. Anyway. So, Chris Kale, uh, who was the other one? Yeah, anyway. Um, no, Chris Cow, sorry. I wrote Kale. I mixed their names here. <laughs> Chris Kale. Oh, no, dude, you don't need to mix his name. Don't worry, because his name doesn't deserve to be said correctly. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, has a digital, uh, what do you call obviously gaming background employee uh, plans, and yes, and still our plans for the Unreal Engine system to include numerous in-app payments to generate revenue, uh, this again got confirmed on the digital side, and we got a full breakdown of the aims for this upcoming VTT. Uh, Chris wants to end all homebrews on D&D Beyond for the three tiers, no more free homebrew. He also believes people should pay uh, <laughs> uh, for three different tiers, no more, uh, yes, for, yeah, the whole freaking three. How do I read that? Okay, anyway. Uh, both the master and hero tiers they want groups to be able to play without a dm and individual players to be able to play without a group that aims to be is a solution where you can purchase single modules plug and play uh in their vtt which will not <laughs> not exist on dnd beyond obviously they also want way more regular content coming out monthly um instead of the quarterly uh, which is the way it is now. So, and obviously that's going to cause, obviously we know what that's going to happen. That'll cause like... A drastic very, drop in quality? Yes, huge drop in quality. Uh, if they force people to like just push out content. Um, and then you well, got... Good th- news. They can't do what they want to do because they don't have any legal grounds. I've heard, I've seen enough lawyer videos on YouTube that they don't have legal grounds to kill the old OGL. And... They're effectively dead in the water now. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, 
And then obviously getting on to the microtransaction, this is involving tile sets, virtual miniatures, uh, apparel, armor, weapons, and spell customizations. In addition to cosmetics and customizations, uh, they'd have tailor-made adventures designed for the new virtual tabletop that have scenarios encountering DM assistance, likely what's been referred to as in other leaks as AI DMs. The VTT, uh, uh, you're going to be pushed to buy. took my jerk! By, uh, the jerk! <laughs> Sounds boring. Yeah. <laughs> Cosmetics for characters, uh, attack spells, abilities. All these animations will be microtransactions, and it's going to be a subscription-based source. Uh, the highest tier that gets the regular content drops uh, you can plug and play will be $30 a month. That's the minimum. Ugh. Go fuck yourself, bro. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> that That is just sad. Uh, senior employees' um, own accounts... Uh, the design team knew that the OGL 1.1 would uh, play well, wouldn't play well with uh, the community, and some of even spoke out. Lower level employees didn't have any insight until they talked about how they didn't hear about the new OGL until a, like the literally last minute, like 30 minutes before it happened, and they said, uh, "There's basically nothing you can do. It's happening." I hate um, to break it to you, but it's not. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, no, most of the executives just don't really understand D&D. I guess Kale Stedman, um, who is the lead engineer that Cal hired uh, to build this new engine, he actually plays D&D every Friday with a group. Uh, where Cal actually said in a statement, he doesn't feel he needs to know anything about how to play D&D or how it works. He knows enough about how MMOs work and digital marketing, and that's enough. So, yeah. <laughs> and Cynthia Williams, who is kind of like, she's the big, she is the CEO of Wizards right now. Uh, she's most famous for the quote, D&D is under monetized. Oh my God, what? Nate, can I, can I just point out something to you? Because you're the person who defended like, Kathleen Kennedy destroying Star Wars. Mm. Do you know who else destroyed Halo? Who? This lady? A, no, person, a, a woman named Bonnie Ross. Are you oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. No, I know that story. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, there are women entering into this industry, these industries, and they don't play these games and understand them, but they think they can just, like, they, they know what they're doing with them. Well, no, and then they end up destroying well, yeah, good but, stuff yeah, with but, their stupid ideas. Well, yeah, but the same thing. It's two of them. Like, Cal thinks he can, he doesn't know anything about D&D at all, but he thinks that he knows best for it. Yeah, but if she's in charge. Because he's greedy and he wants money. Yeah. You said she was in charge. No, she's a CEO. He is, he's, he's a CEO. She's basically the head corporate person that kind of, like, gets other investors involved while he runs the engineering and um, development and stuff like she's that. She's a talking head. Yeah, she's a talking head. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you said she was in charge. Never mind. Well, technically, that's what CEO is. But yeah. Then there's what CFO and yeah. Well, he's the vice president. The other guy. Anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, what's important to know is that Cynthia is tr <laughs> trying to do. She's dealing with something called the Hasbro Blueprint 2.0 Initiative. Oh boy. Okay. So Hasbro had a really bad year in 2022. Yeah. So yeah, Hasbro had a real, they actually did actually have a really bad year in 2022. 
And the Blueprint 2.0 initiative is all about dropping support for the weak performing IPs and products, investing fully into big uh, ones. Hasbro wants fewer IPs. Magic the Gathering was the first billion dollar IP Hasbro has owned. And Cindy has allegedly promised Hasbro that Dungeons and Dragons will be the next one. And that's what it's not going to be. And that's when she hired that idiot cow to be in charge. Okay, then it's her fault. If she hired him, it's her fault, dude. I'm and, not going to defend her if she hired him. Yeah, no, and so, oh, my God. Like, this is ridiculous. So, and I want to get into, like, this whole big thing with Hasbro. So, they had a really bad year. Do you know, does anybody know why they had a really bad year in 2022? Probably because they dumped a bunch of money on Star Wars products over the past few years. Mm-hmm. And they didn't sell because the new Star Wars was shit. No. They did a really bad year because everybody had a good year during the pandemic. A really, 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 yeah, just, really good just year. Just like Netflix. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Hasbro had a really, really, really good year in, during the pandemic. Now, everybody's back doing to the normal thing and they're back to normal numbers, pre pandemic numbers, and they think they're losing money. Even though. Oh, I don't think they think they're losing money. I think they're like, we need to get back up here because we are losing money. They're well, not really losing money, but they're losing money because they, they got a taste yeah. of what they could be doing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you're not going to make that kind of money. The, the pandemic's over. <laughs> if you're going back to their normal habits and they're not spending money on your shit, okay? Well, like, either way, they, the, the thing that makes us all sad is that they could have they easily done exactly what they're t- talking about without doing any of the stupid shit they want, they're, they're thinking about doing. Yeah. And like, there's, there, yeah, there's more to it too. There's a guy I can't remember his name that recently left. He was the guy that's just under Chris, um, and supposedly he left without. There was no acknowledgement of everything he did for Wizards of the Coast and everything. He was uh, all this shit, and I guess it's still he hasn't come forward and talked about his story yet. And there's a guy in charge. I can't remember his name offhand because I didn't write it down, but he's the one who wrote that apology thing because they kind of wanted to put me like, oh hey, um. Uh, Go say something so they blame you. Kind of thing. Um, and that's kind of where we are today. And they are still going to be putting out another OGL. Um, but we don't know when or how that's going to happen. But that's still happening. Doesn't matter. They're dead in the uh, water. Um, Have a good day. Yeah, that's... Uh, and it's like I've seen a bunch of YouTubers. And one YouTuber uh, pointed out like a bunch... Well, a few that I watch that are like they're mostly like fantasy channels, but they do play D and D here there. And they said, "Listen, that's nice. They want to just like destroy this and take out like all these homebrew things." He's like, "But we all own these books. We all own this content. They can't stop us from making this content, no matter what they do. We have the books. We have the ability to do that. Nothing they do is ever going to stop that. And that's true. Yeah, they 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 literally have no ability to stop any of that." And furthermore, because um, uh, the people behind Pathfinder knew that they saw this shit coming back in the day, Mm. their stuff is already set up in a way where it doesn't uh, conflict at all. They already released a statement that nothing changes with Pathfinder. Yeah. So, like, they basically just shot themselves in the foot. They they don't have a legal leg to stand on, so they can't stop the use of, like... Uh, foundry and all that. So, have a good day. You know, D D doesn't need to be around anymore because you can play without it. It's Hasbro, not- if you want to make money, bring back Mask. 
Please. <laughs> Mobile Armor Strike Command, please. I know you own them now. No, Bring me dude, them back like you brought back Ghostbusters. They thank, can thank they can make <laughs> plenty of money off of off of D D Beyond mm -hmm. by just selling custom dice, custom effects for characters, and I don't mean gameplay effects, but like, ooh, my character sparkles. Shit like that. They'll make plenty of goddamn money. They could link D and D, D Beyond to the other programs that you use, like what you're using, like Foundry and stuff. It already yeah. is. No, I know it already is. But no, granted, no, I mean like granted, not like, that way. I mean like uh, but, how they're talking about making their own. Well, have like you seen? That. Have you seen it? Not in a while, but it looked cool. Okay, yeah. So it looks like Baldur's Gate Three. Okay. It really does. It looks like that. It's impressive. It really is impressive. Mm -hmm. It isn't super impressive. But it, oh, that already exists. I sent you a video the other day. No, I know. I know. I mean, today of yeah. that shit. Yeah. Um, it's called 3D Canvas, dude. And yeah. 3D Canvas literally converts your 2D maps to do the same thing. Yeah. But you know what I mean? You've played Baldur's Gate 3. Like, those maps are impressive. Holy shit. Yeah. If I could use map like maps like that, I'd be super hyped. Yeah. But then again, I'm not too worried because the guys at Boulder's Gate have already talked about doing a um a what do you call it? <clears throat> Tabletop. No, the, uh, they said after they get done with Boulder's Gate, they're gonna look into making a DM mode for it. Oh, that's gonna be cool! Holy shit! Damn. So you're talking about like a literal. I'll just make my campaign in Boulder's Gate done. Yeah, holy shit, that'd be sweet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't never played it. <laughs> well, you know what Boulder's Gate Three looks like. You saw, remember at PAX? You oh saw yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's basically it's basically D, like Boulder's Gate Three is D and D. That's yeah, all it's it. a, yeah, yeah. It, they yeah, they've got everything as much as they can into a video game. Yeah, and then, and then you put, Ben you got the, pissed about it because it's not the same. Yeah, even though it's, you mean it's, it's not the you mean it's, it's not the version that isn't yeah, actually like yeah, the yeah, D and D yeah. fans like renowned like oh my god it's D and D finally <laughs> like they Why flipped out. Why does Baldur's Gate look like Baldur's Gate? Because it looks like Baldur's Gate. Well, I don't know what Baldur's Gate is then. <laughs> yeah, because you don't. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh like man. the PlayStation version is not Baldur's Gate, people. No, that's like mm -hmm. a hack and slash mostly. It's just yeah, it's not. It's fun, but it's not Baldur's Gate. It's not D&D. &D. That's all there is to it. No, this it's... is actual D&D. &D. Yeah, it's actual D&D. &D, and it's fun. It's really So, fun. like, if I'm able to build... Hell, I, I thought about doing a campaign inside uh, Divinity before. Because they have mm -hmm. a campaign yeah. ma manual. But the, the way you have to put in stuff is a lot trickier. Mm. When it comes to, like, adding... Like, making maps and shit. And I, I want one that is easy to build your own maps in and shit well if the well it's the same people so if they really want a dm mode hopefully they'll make an easier tool yeah well they the 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 mode before wasn't meant to be like a mm. dm mode anyway like they they put in the ability to do that but it really wasn't everything that they wanted it to be kind of thing yeah and i want to remind people so i was listening to a story like i was listening to a podcast about um basically the um the gold rush in Alaska. Okay. And then it got into fishermen and stuff like that. Uh, so in Norway during the, when whaling was a big thing, 
in all these countries got into whaling. The campaign about whaling. Let's go. No, no. So, um, so whaling was ruining the fishing market for all. Like it was a big market for fishermen in Norway. Okay, and it was ruining livelihoods, completely ruining them. Do you know what the Norwegian fishermen did? Killed D and D beyond. Literally, literally every fisherman got together in Norway and said, we're putting an end to this. They literally burned down and ran the whalers out of Norway. They burned down all their factories, all their facilities, everything. Just destroyed them. And then they went to Hartford. They went to Hartford. Um, and the, <laughs> and, and became a hockey team. <laughs> and, and the fishing community came back, and the fishing industry came back to Norway, and it's still that way now. <laughs> it's, it's about, like, when, you know, I mean, the same thing happens. Like, you, like... If something's not right, you call like corporations like that, like people calling Blizzard out like in the last like year. Mm. Call like Microsoft, like if you want something, if you want something done about Microsoft taking money away from say if you're a Halo Infinite fan um, or a Bethesda fan, you're not like the fact they just fired a good portion of the development teams you were hoping to get content from. Yeah, but that's only gonna affect the only people that could make that is the investors. Well, no, but I'd also like to point out, though, that um, the fans actually don't care because if you see any of the bullshit on the Twitter, they all act like Microsoft's done nothing wrong and that mm. Halo's still perfectly fine. Yeah, well, yeah. no, but I'm saying, like, after they see this and you're not a fan of it, then do something. Don't buy their products. But it's too late. They already did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's now. They always look at future growth. There is still time. Yeah, but a lot of their growth... A lot of it comes from investment. Oh, I know that. But, like, the investors look at their numbers, how their growth is. And if they don't have any growth from this point on, well, guess what happens? They start dipping down even more as a company. You know what I mean? Until, basically, they have to either forfeit or start selling off their assets. And in that case, like, they have to sell off 343 Studios. They have to sell off Bethesda. And hopefully these companies can come back after that happens. We can hope. The same thing with, like, Hasbro. I will, I like, I don't know if Wizards of the Coast would survive, but I really wish Hasbro never bought them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they would stand on their own still. And maybe someday they will. Um, we can only hope that would happen. Like, for instance, like, one of the best video games, well, um, one of my favorite video game series was uh, Command & Conquer up until um, it was bought out by EA. And they literally just dissolved the company, pretty much. The same thing they did with Maxis. They just fired everybody. That's, that's what kills me. I, they Sim just, they was, literally fired everybody. SimCity was my game. They just fired everybody, and, you know what I mean? And that's it. Like, And Sims is dead as a series now. It's completely dead. Really? They're still coming out with expansions? They're still coming out, but I mean, like, it doesn't have... There's no clout behind it anymore. Yeah, they have... Well, God, they haven't... They, they no, Sims no, 5. no. See, here's the thing. It's not dead... They've managed to achieve what they wanted, which is a group of people are fat catting the the game and keeping it alive. Well, it doesn't mean it's a good thing anymore, no. and that it like people deserve, like it deserves that kind of respect. It's a, it's a game that's had its, had its soul kind of ripped from it, but it's doing exactly what they want it to do. It's making them handfuls of money. And they'll bleed it dry until it's not making money anymore, and then they'll move on. Well, it's the one thing they did. Like, for instance, with Command Conquer, the last two games didn't, weren't made by Westward because they were all gone. Westward is fired. Um, they literally just sent off memos to uh, pretty much Code Monkeys, which is a sub-company. They just go and send them. They, hey, you need to build this part of the game. Oh, okay. And that's what you do for your day. And now that's what's 
Maxis doesn't exist. So they send it to the sister company that they just get memos. Hey, you need to make this for this game, which is just adding to Sims. Yeah. It's, which, they, which a lot of the things in the old one, like in Sims 3, yeah. it was all in that. But they, they took it all out so they could just have more expansions. These are not people that are like, I'm really passionate about making the best next Sim game. Yeah. No, they're not. They don't care. They get a job. They go, oh, this is what I'm doing today? Cool. That's why Skylines is just so good. So much better. Yeah, because they actually are. Paradox actually has developers that care and actually does still steady research on how to make a good Sim. Mm-hmm. Like, they went across the world, every major city in our globe, to before they even started making City Skylines. Okay, Nate. What is the moral of this story? Your D&D story. That we can control the industry as a consumer and not let big corporations control the industry. And you do that by saying, F you, we're going to play Pathfinder. Oh, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Um, like, we are going to do someday. The problem is I can't fathom converting <clears throat> the two games we're playing now into Pathfinder. No, I personally think and, that is the best thing for the community right now is to give the finger to Hasbro and say, guess what? We don't care about D&D. We have our books. We have our stuff. We'll keep that and we'll keep on still using it, but we don't want anything else from you. And just kill it off. Just let it till it dies, mm-hmm. till they have to sell the IP. You know what I mean? And that's what'll happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a little drastic. You could just ignore it and watch it, you know, like struggle <laughs> and get a good laugh out of that. Well, but I see your point. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's really what it comes down to. You can change things. You can change things. So. Anyway. So that is the gaming portion. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you like the saltiness. <laughs> uh, I am sure you are if you're not a fan of big corporations ruining the things you love the best. So, yeah. But let's get into the second half. But for that, I'd like to tell you about our sponsor. Diddly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. If you're a fan of all types of podcasts, especially gaming, retro gaming, movies, all that stuff. Well, you can find it on the Dorkening Podcast Network, which now we are a part of. And if you don't know who they are, just Google the Dorkening Podcast Network and you will find the direct website. Go to it. There's a ton of podcasts on their website and the latest episodes from the Podcast Network. And here is a sample of a couple of our favorite podcasts on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways 
Podcast Network. Give a listen, dudes. Cowabunga is this podcast for you. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Not to mention, we are a multi-award nominated and now an award-winning podcast. So we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Now we're moving on to technology and pop culture. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to get into Skinnerink a little bit along with, oh. way, along with Way of Water and the layoffs happening over at Google <laughs> and NASA using nuclear power to get us to Mars. But before that, what has everybody been checking out? Literally nothing. Literally. Oh, actually, no. No, that's a lie. I have been watching some stuff, surprisingly. And I figured I'd cover mine first since I always leave after the media pod spot because I can't deal with Nate's terrible taste in movies and stuff. <laughs> um, let's see. So over the past three weeks, me and Aaron have been watching 1923, which is the Yellowstone prequel. Mm-hmm. That shit's really good. Mm-hmm. We picked up watching the uh, 1893 or 1883? Eight, is it 1888? Yes, I'm up to the... Have you watched the whole thing? I'm, I have like a couple episodes left. I'm up... Let's just say I'm past the part where she banged that dude. Oh, oh. And bad that? stuff happened. The, I the, bad because I like that Yeah, dude. yeah. The, 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 the river part, it could have been acted better. Oh, I'm sure. Because, like, they had a rope and they were crossing across the water. It wasn't pulling them, but everybody drowned. So that kind of annoyed me. What do you think happens in Oregon Trail? No, 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 no. It, they acted like it was like a freaking hurricane force, like freaking river. And it wasn't even, it was barely moving. And they literally were pulling themselves across with a rope. But the, and they could stand on the ground, oh but they God. were all like floating around dying. And I'm like, okay, th- that could have been a little bit what better. What happens in the Oregon Trail is that little Timmy gets sucked away every time I play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But no, I, I have a couple more episodes to watch. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I've been keeping track of. I watched a couple episodes of that. I haven't watched the new Vinland Saga yet because I'm saving it. Mm-hmm. I want to get multiple episodes instead of just watching one. Like, I'm not watching one or two episodes. Yeah, I got somebody into watching Vinland Saga. They're watching the first season right now. So, they're excited. Yeah, I'm excited. <clears throat> so, uh... I watched uh, Violent Night the other day with Tony Camper. Mm-hmm. That was good. Holy crap. 
Like, I actually enjoyed the absolute hell out of that. We were screaming the whole time. We were like, oh, my God. What the? Holy... Oh, because, like, when, when when Tony and I watch, like, movies and stuff, we are just talking through the whole movie, making fun of this and that. It, it, it's the funniest shit. <laughs> and then... um, I'll do, we got to do a podcast. <laughs> and then... I'm serious. Uh, Me, you, and Tony Camper. Yeah. And then we I had, like, movies. nothing... Uh, that had nothing to do, and I started watching... I watched a little bit of... Uh, uh, Demon uh, Slayer. Demon oh, the Slayer is fucking great. The only thing I don't like about the Demon Slayer is every time there's a new bad guy, I've never smelled something so powerful. Uh, like you said that the last They're time. They're gonna do that every time. <laughs> you need to not give up on Demon Slayer because the mm. first season was a slow burn. After you watch the first, follow my rules and do exactly what I say, Bazinga. <laughs> right after the first season. You need to check and make, see if they have the movie Demon Slayer um, something train, Mugen train, all right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it, the it, season is that I'm watching, I think. No, you're watching the first season, right? Like, yeah, but it's called Mugen train or something. Unless that's just the icon they have for it. The, the season you... Oh, so maybe the movie will be... Because I know they, they, they released the episodes, the movie as episodes. Oh, but, okay. If it's like him growing show, up, right? Like if starting. you're watching the show, it began with him as a as a kid and his family being killed, right? Correct. Okay, so you're still watching the show. But okay. when you get to the end of the first season, it, it makes sure they have the episodes for the Mugen Train because that came out as a movie. Okay. And you don't want to miss those because the Mugen Train kind of like connects the two the two seasons together. Mm-hmm. But if you're not a fan of that show by the end of Mugen Train, then don't watch it. Because <laughs> when they get to the final fight scene in Mugen Train, you will literally sit back and go... I know they use CG rendering for this, but this looks like hand drawn and it is the best goddamn animation you will ever freaking see. He just I just got to the part where uh he killed the the girl that throws balls. Yeah. Well, that's what a lot of things people don't realize. <clears throat> Anime is still hand drawn. So there's different departments. So there's the hand drawn department that does all that work. Then it gets passed on to the next department that does like the lining and stuff. And then the 3D department actually does the other part of it. So it actually yeah, they draw it, but then other people animate it. Yeah, then they push the it forward. Prob- yeah. The problem is is that the people who are animating and drawing over the, the hand drawn stuff, mm. some are good, some are bad. Yeah. That's why you get <clears throat> Trigon. The new Trigon looks like shit. Yeah, and you yeah. get. You get freaking uh, Demon Slayer, which uses the same technique, but the Demon Slayer scenes look like the hand-drawn versus CG-rendered bullcrap. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm so hyped that you watch it, dude. You need to keep watching. <laughs> I want you to come back to me at the end of that se- um, the second season and be like, you were right. If like if you're watching fr- fight scenes, nothing is better than the fight scenes in freaking... I, just, I, I, love the, I love the girl, but what is her name? Nazuto or something? The pink girl. The the, uh, the one with the thing around her mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, she gets cooler and cooler. It's dude. just so cute because it's like, she's like, <laughs> she yeah. just grunts. <laughs> yeah, she gets cooler and cooler. And Next. then, like, the scene, they're like, they were talking to the, the, the demon, like, nurse. And she's just laying with her with polka dot eyes and sliding across the floor in between like she's bored. It was pretty Wait, funny. Ha- have they revealed, have they revealed the, the, the lightning guy's uh, hidden technique yet? No, no, no. The, the lightning guy's hidden technique is that he falls asleep <laughs> and when he falls asleep he's 100% aware and because he can't uh, be afraid when he's asleep he's 10 times more of a badass <laughs> so he'll be literally asleep fighting demons Jeez. and he actually does, puts up a real fight when he's asleep <laughs> oh my god 
which makes it hilarious because you're like he's out cold mm-hmm. he's got the bubble floating up and down and he's cutting shit up like it's not even work yeah, and then yeah. he wakes up and he's like oh my god i almost died <laughs> oh jesus all right nate uh, uh okay so one thing i am kind of like weirdly on the fence with right now so um they're really trying to push like the immortal universe with it with um on basically the vampire chronicles and the mayfair witches okay so the vampire chronicles i'm I'm tapping out right now have a good night guys (laughs) so the vampire serious later so the vampire chronicles it seems like they did a really the showrunners really did because it's like there's fans out there that will probably lynch you if you screw with certain characters oh wow um or with certain points of the storyline. Granted, they moved the storyline ahead to the 1920s, which is fine. They actually did keep all the plot points from the books, which is good, which is cool. They kept everything intact, um, down to the actor um, playing Louis, even tried to get the infliction that Brad Pitt did with the Interview of the Vampire movie. So you, there was a lot of care done and taken with the TV series Interview of the Vampire. Okay. Um, some of the scenes I would have changed myself, but for the most part, it was done pretty well. Now we get onto the Mayfair, which is as premiered. Okay. And for the most part, it seems like, oh, Mayfair witches. Oh, that's a book. Really? Oh, I never read it. Let's just, let's start writing the script. <laughs> just right. like, that was, that's, that's what it comes down to because I've only, uh, there's only like two or three things in the first three episodes that I'm like, okay, that was in the book, that was in the book, and that was in the book. Mm-hmm. Everything else doesn't exist. Like, some of them, I'm like, where do they even, like, I don't even know where they're going. And they melded two people into one, somehow. So... Like, they're... They took you, two they characters... They made them one person? Yes, two different okay. types, two characters. One character who's a contractor in the book, and the other character who is actually working for... um this like group that investigates like strange happenings mm-hmm. and they're two different people in the book completely different people they somehow merged them into the same person hmm. interesting yeah and it's well, like, at least they didn't make them like a <clears throat> literally stuck together <laughs> <laughs> well no they just took the two ideas they're like well yeah no i know i'm like oh my god like it's i want to like I, I i fairly like the show actually i, I don't mm-hmm. mind the show but I'm worried. I'm really worried of where they're going. And the fact there was no buildup of the, like, uh, main... Now I wish Grimm was here because he'd be like, oh, my God, a show he's not sure about. <laughs> now, yeah. now, the buildup to the, the... There's a very long buildup in the book to the antagonist, mm. uh, which is Lasher, who's this, like, demon that was invoked during the 1600s by the Mayfair witches. Um, And you don't even know his name. And it's like they introduced him, like, in the first episode. I'm like... There's supposed to be a build up here of like you wondering who the fuck this thing is that's causing all the shit. Like, why are we already showing this thing? Hmm. Like, that's it. I get it. I do get it in some regards to speed it up. I get that because the middle of the Witching Hour book is really, 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 really boring. Wow. <laughs> really boring. I thought you were going to say something different. And like, it's like 400 pages of boring. Wow. Because it's over a thousand page book. Oh. So the middle is really, really boring. You could cut out a shit ton of it. That's fine. Um, but 
to just I don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't even have a clue what you're doing with the show. So I'm I'm just I'm worried, but we'll see. It could be good. It could mm-hmm. Turn out good. Uh, but I I found it funny that some people. Well, it's um that there was an article that were like, oh, there's already hints that they're going to have crossovers between the Mayfair Witches and the Vampire Chronicles. Like, yeah, no shit. That's how the books were written. That's how it's always been. The books came out like two decades ago. Mm-hmm. Like, did you miss it? It's like, I'm not holding spoilers back for a book that came out 20 years ago. Yeah. You can forget it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. But obviously, the other things I checked out we'll get into because obviously, Skidamarink um, and uh, The Way of Water. And so I did actually watch, finally watch Glass Onion, and it is amazing. Oh, yeah. I heard it's good. It's really, but really I good. I want to see the first one first. Oh, you never saw Knives Out? No. Oh, LeBlanc is such a great character. Well, Benoit Blanc. That's his name. Benoit Blanc. He is such a great character. What's his face? Uh, does such a great job. Of playing that character. What, um, uh, 007? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's such a great job. Um, and they have a really good cast in this one, obviously. You know, Edward Norton's, like, the main, like, kind of, like, antagonist in this. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> He's, like, the rich guy who owns, like, an island. And <laughs> it's funny because it seems like, to me, they're trying to kind of make him out, like, to be, like, a really big jackass, like, Elon Musk. Okay. Kind of. That's what his character is. You know, there's, there's a show that's on your favorite channel, CW. It's called The Professionals. Okay. And the the, the it's got one real famous guy and one eh, semi semi famous guy, and it's uh, uh, what's his name from The Mummy? Brendan Fraser is is the main character, and he's literally an Elon Musk. Oh, he's literally plays an Elon Musk. He's rich. He uh, he's literally the first episode they're shooting on a rocket. Oh. To go into space, to but this one's more of uh, it identifies disease and stuff. I don't know from the, from the okay. satellite, and it gets them blown up. And uh, the guy from Smallville, the Superman from Smallville, oh, is yeah. the, the uh, security guard. Let's uh-huh. say he's like a badass and he's fighting and stuff. He he looks good with a with like a a small beard. It's good, <laughs> but uh, it's it's okay. But I just I, because it had Brendan Fraser on, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch some of this. Yeah. But I'd never heard of it. It's been it's got like two seasons. I'm like, oh, or, no, it's one season. But it started like a few months ago. I'm surprised I didn't hear anything about it. Probably because it's not that good. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's just not... one of those shows that just it's it's a CW show. What do you want? No, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. it's a CW show. It's oh, oh man. It's that show I put on so I can take a nap and not worry about ha- missing something. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, man. That's what it is, though. Mm. Anyway, so let's get into this first topic. So Google has laid off a lot of people, 12,000 people. That sounds familiar. Okay. So, but um, they obviously are investing more in AI as well. Um, but they basically are, they're uninvesting, like basically projects that are kind of failing in a way, most likely failing. Okay. Okay. Um, like one of the biggest things, and we don't even know what's failing. So the biggest gutting that happened was in Fuchsia. Okay. Do you know what Fuchsia, we've talked about Fuchsia a few times in the podcast. Uh, Was Fuchsia supposed to be the new 
OS or is that the watch OS? No, no, Fusia, that was that was a, that was Tizen. Tizen. So a Fusia OS is the OS that's going to take over for Android. It was supposed to. Yes, because it was supposed to stop at what twelve or thirteen. It, it was originally supposed to stop at ten. That was 10. What the, when we first heard about Fuchsia. And then it was supposed to go to that. Yeah. Okay. But it still hasn't happened. No. Um, and obviously we know about Android 13 is going to be coming out. So it still hasn't happened. And obviously it looks like now that like they're not hopeful for the future or whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the things I've read about future solve so many problems that Android has. Mm-hmm. Like? Um, like the memory leaks and shit that happened with, that, uh, happened, um, with Android. The fragmentation that happened with Android, like all these things, um, because the one thing is, like I was saying before, it's great that Android is open source. That's great. But it's not a two-way street because you have an open source software, but not open source hardware, which is what this is coming out on. So it doesn't exactly work. You can't just install it on anything you want. It doesn't work like that. We're on 13. I have 13 on this. Yeah. So... Um, you can't just install it anymore. So it's not like it works. Like I can go and ins- install a Linux on any PC I want or a Mac and it works. It just works because a lot of that hardware is not closed source. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can build an OS and it will just work for it. You can't just do that with Android, even though you have the open sourced license, but you don't have the code to actually make it work with the proprietary hardware within these phones. Yeah. Um, which is why I was hopeful for future because it was going to be a closed OS. There was no openness to it, which would have been great, I think, because then companies like Samsung and Motorola and LG couldn't make any changes. They couldn't put any fluff on it. They, it, it would have been what Google said it was and what the updates were. Google said what the updates were, and that's how it would be. And that would be that would give people that are Apple users that want to switch to a Android operating system that kind of same experience because they would have got the updates just like a- Apple users get. Um, and it wasn't up till recently where they stopped supporting uh, the Apple phone, the uh, iPhone Seven. So that's a long, long run, and that's how it should be. Your devices should be around. You shouldn't be forced to buy a device every couple of years. That's just kind of silly when they're perfectly capable devices that will still work as long as you just get an update to your operating system and the security uh, uh, updates to it to prevent you from getting any kind of like anybody taking over or getting hold of your accounts and whatnot because people do a lot of banking and stuff with it on their phones, um, and these are the things. And I was very hopeful for Fuchsia, Fuchsia OS, but that's where the heaviest hit was. Uh, Google is still rallying from the biggest layoffs in the company's history. Um, so 12,000 people, some additional projects taking a hit. Uh, the New York Times has reported that about which divisions are the hardest hit. Uh, Future OS Development Group is what actually the Fuchsia Group was called at Alphabet, I should say. Uh, while the overall company cut 6% uh, of its employees, the Times pointed out that Fuchsia saw in Outsize, outsize 16% of 400-person staff take a hit. Whew. Uh, while it's not clear what that means for the future division, the future future division has never really been clear. Uh, future has been a uh, continuous mystery inside Google since it saw widespread press coverage in 2017. Uh, Google rarely officially talks about it, uh, leaving mostly rumors on GitHub documentations for figuring out what's going on. The OS isn't a small project, though. 
It's even based on Linux, uh, opting itself into user, uh, use a custom in-house kernel. Uh, so Google really is building an entire OS from scratch. Yes, they are. Um, the only thing I'm kind of still hopeful about this is that they were like, wow, okay, we hired way too many people. We can have AI, because granted, AI has come a long way, and there's a lot of things that <clears throat> AI can do, okay, um, that can be automated. And that's probably a big portion of what happened is that they overhired, way mm -hmm. overhired. Um, and do you know what happened to their stock after they did this? It dropped. No. It went up? Yep. Oh, because they got they, cause they laid people Because they fired people off. Yeah, because the investors are like, ah, more money for me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what's, that's the one thing it said. You see this every time with companies. Oh, company, let's lay off 10,000 people. Oh, their stock goes up. Okay, sweet. What kind of masochist are you to actually, like, like be happy that a company actually fired a good portion of their staff? It's just how it works with these investors. It's kind of ridiculous because, like... This said no-name company, I'm not saying any names, they, they'll give, like, a raise. They'll, they'll like announce a raise. Oh, everybody's going up to $14 an hour or something like that. And the stocks plummet. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's my money. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. It, it's, it's so messed up. You know, you should be like, oh, okay, well, they want to support. You know, they should support that. You know? Yeah. Not be like, oh, my God, oh, money. They, like, some companies... Some companies since COVID are just making so much money. Oh, yeah. And they're, now they're trying to get rid of other things so they can make even more money. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's sad. It's all from this, like, we made so much money during the pandemic, and now we want to make that money still. Yeah. It's not the pandemic anymore. There was pre-pandemic numbers, which you should be going by, but you're not. You're yes. just in this delusional world. Such as Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, it was like, they're complaining, oh, we're losing, we lost so much money this year, and, and we got to get rid of password sharing, even though they pay extra for that feature. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's like... Do you did you forget that there was a pandemic going on and people were home and watching stuff all the time? Yeah, you know, it's like, uh. and then like you're putting some uh, some good content out. However, if you want people to continue watching them, you need to put out more. Then, but yeah. how do you do that? More money, you know. It's uh, it, it's it's a never ending, but uh, like the the greed is crazy. Oh yeah, no, it it's really really bad. Um. Yeah, I can't even. Oh my god, like it's it's so so stupid. Like the greed. Mm, yeah. Really quick, I didn't point this out in the beginning. What? With media. Uh oh. If you are a fan of Night Court. Oh Jesus. The new. Don't Night, tell me it's good. The, it's really good. It oh, is really no. close to the show. So I can't. I, I don't believe it. Okay, so. Uh, I was never a fan of it anyway, but. Well, no. Okay, so <laughs> Marie, uh, it's never watched Night Court. Oh, okay. But it's kind of like my routine at night. Um, I'll watch Night Court for a few episodes, okay? Mm -hmm. Is the main guy still alive? No, most of them are dead. The only people that are still alive... Harry's dead? No. Yeah, Harry died in 2018. Oh, Harry, really? Harry Anderson died in 2018. What? Um, the, Chris, the girl who plays Christine, um, I can't remember her name. Uh, she died in 2021. Uh, the guy who played the... Um, What's his face? The guy who kept things in order. Wow. I he died in 2021. Um, oh, you mean the big... No, 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 no. Mole, no. This is what's sad. He is my favorite character in, in the original Night Court. 
Um, so Richard Mole, who's the guy who plays him, um, he said he would rather run the other direction than be on another Night Court show. Okay. I was like, why? Your character is great. But granted, he they can play into it, though, because he was abducted by aliens in the very last episode. Oh, Jesus. That was the last scene. In the, in but, what, the, but the other guy is still in it. So the only person from the original, he's one of the only people alive, yeah. obviously, uh, who plays Dan Fielding uh, with John Larquette, yeah. um, which is great. Uh, he's the I only person. I can't believe he died. I had no idea. A, a lot of, most of them are dead. Wow. Um, so, but no, I've, okay, so I do a dedication and Marie somewhat pays attention to it too, right? So she knows Night Court, okay? So I was like, okay, I have to watch this new episode, new season so they did the intro the same they did a bluesier version of the intro song uh with the same shots as the original intro they built the set to exactly from the original like to spec um have the same kind of cuts in the show uh use the same kind of like mannerisms to transition to different shots everything's the same and Marie was like it's just really close they they really did their homework and the girl who was the main producer and showrunner, the girl who's playing the judge, who was playing Harry's daughter. Yeah, she was from. She's judge. She's from Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. I don't like her bangs, but you know. Um, <laughs> she. I was reading. I was listening to her. She is a huge fan of the original show. Okay. And she's the reason why this exists. Really. So she obviously was like, "No, we're doing this to exactly the original. We're not changing anything." Huh. Which is awesome in this day and age, because usually, like, people try to do this weird spin. Yeah. Like I was so pissed. When they tried to post a like, try to like push a show that was like, "We're it's going to be the successor to Mash," um, and it was based in Afghanistan and stuff like that. What was it? Did uh, that ever come out? It came out. It um, it only lasted like three episodes, and then it got canceled. Oh wow! Okay. Um, because it, the re- you know the main reason why. So, what is the main common thing you think? Well, I don't know how much you've watched Mash. What's the main theme in Mash? Food. I can't no, remember. It's very anti. It, the main theme is anti military. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti military. This show was so pro military, it was retarded. Oh. People were like, you kidding me? So they didn't even. Do you, do you miss the message from the original show? Mm. So, yeah, it lasted. And, and the sad part is, Ron Howard was directing it. That's the sad part. Great now, director. Now I'm starting to vaguely remember. Yeah. It was a, it was a terrible show. Um, but, yeah. <clears throat> I, I what I don't understand is how the hell I knew that guy's, guy's name was Harry. <laughs> Harry Anderson. He was a famous comedian. Oh, I know, but like <clears throat> I haven't seen Night Court since I was a kid. Uh, I love Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, so let's get into NASA. So NASA and DARPA, the people who first made the original internet, the ARPANET, uh, will oh, test. Okay, the first internet was called ARPANET. It was made by DARPA. Oh, anyway, whenever I see DARPA, I think uh, nineteen seventy. I think lost. Oh, <laughs> uh, they have a the Dharma Dharma initiative. Yeah. Dharma is something different. Yeah, no, I know that. This is funny. It was actually very fitting of a name because Dharma just means the way of things. Anyway, NASA and Dharma will test nuclear thermal engines for crewed missions to Mars. Uh, NASA is going back to an old idea it tried to get humans to Mars is teaming up with Defense Advanced Research Project Agency DARPA to test the nuclear thermal rocket engine in space with aims to using technology for crew missions. 
uh, to the Red Planet, the agency hoped to demonstrate advanced nuclear thermal propulsion technology as soon as 2027. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said, with the help of the new technology, astronauts could journey to and from deep space faster than ever, a major capacity to um, prepare for crewed missions to Mars. So, um, yeah, and as far back as obviously as 1940, scientists have started speculating on the possibilities of nuclear energy power uh, spaceflight, okay? And they actually did. So I don't know if you remember back in the 90s, they were toying with this idea, okay? But after their projections, because they were going to do it slightly into orbit, they were going to launch slightly into orbit from above the Atlantic, okay? But the problem is their projections showed if something bad happened, they would radiate most of the East Coast. Mm. So they scrapped the idea. But okay. now this new idea is to get the rockets into space. Okay? Then, then launch okay. to Mars. Why didn't they come up with this? I don't know, years ago. Well, I don't know. It's like a dumb moment right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> but yeah, the original idea is like, oh, we're going to actually end up radiating most of the East Coast. Yeah, that would be good. <sighs> Shit. Mm, <laughs> fucking dude. That's like a family guy movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, let's see what I'm going to do here. Uh. Yeah. Good. They were probably thinking the expenses to get the rocket into space, which is now cheaper because corporations like SpaceX and Blue Origin mm. can do this a lot easier for them. Yeah. And get the rockets already into space. Mm. Then they can launch the man crew from there. It'd be like you see on, which funny because that's how you see it on sci fi movies. They build the main ships in space. They don't launch oh, from Earth. Right. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they repair, or they repair them. Yeah, they launch from space because it's easier. Well, they don't even launch. They just... Because you don't have <laughs> take to... Take off. You don't have to fight against the atmosphere. You don't have to fight yeah. against gravity. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Push yourself. Yeah, which means if it launched with nuclear power from out of orbit, yeah, they're going to get to Mars in like less than a month. Well, that's why like in a lot of the movies and stuff, they got the uh, that circle thing. I've seen it so many times now. There's a, they're in space and they go through the circle thing and it just teleports them. Oh, this <laughs> like like I saw it was in um, what's that anime you guys hated on Netflix? But it's a good anime. The regular original they made it live action. I have no idea. <sighs> Come on, I have no they idea. Canceled. It's been canceled. Okay. Uh, oh, tell me you up. Bebop. Yeah, they oh. do that. they do that in Bebop. They yeah. they go through that. Yeah, yeah, that's in the anime. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, there's there's I think I think the one of the Star Wars shows did it. Oh yeah, Star Wars has gates like that because the the ships that don't have hyperdrives have to use that. Oh yeah, the guy you saw the end of the oh that was yeah. you saw the last episode. Yeah, I totally forgot of talking about that. How that we we whipped that that how we did that with the drove that ship yeah. to, to escape from the back. Oh man, that was crazy. Yeah, you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> they don't have a clue. You have anyway. no clue. <laughs> if you watch the show, you'll find out. Anyway, yeah, no, it was really, it was smooth. It was really. And Mando season three looks awesome. Mm. Cannot fucking wait. Yeah, <laughs> Mando and the baby. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, so and I guess this was the obviously it's been revealed now. We know now, obviously, because they were actually supposed to release uh, Mandalorian uh, actually before Boba Fett season three. Oh, and so they obviously mm -hmm. decided against it because they were like, oh, shit, people might not understand what's going on, which is a good point. We wouldn't because there's that whole storyline that takes place in Boba Fett, which we would be like, wait, what did something happen here? We missed something, which mm. is why they did it in different orders. Anyway, um, Skinner Marink at 
is a $15,000 horror movie now that has probably at this point done over a million dollars. Um, in, in Why does it say the internet's newest obsession? Because everybody's talking about it. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was like a, something you watch online. No, no, it's only in theaters. Well, unless you're somebody, but I won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so, um, yeah, so Skinnamarink uh, is, it basically was a indie film that was at a festival that did really well that got pushed into being in big theaters. It Then once it got into big theaters, everybody was talking about it, and now everybody's going to see it. And it's weird because most people either absolutely love the movie or they walk out of the theater. It's one of the two. Always. And obviously we've experienced that already because when I mentioned it, you said somebody you said, so I hated it. Yes. They were like, what? What am I watching? When, when on that same contrast... There was a guy getting a soda when I said that to you. And he said, oh, it's crazy, man. <laughs> so he loved it, obviously. When I told you that. Yeah, there was a guy. Like standing, he's like, yeah. Really? Yeah, he heard us talking. He's like, that that's, movie was crazy. That's too funny. That's yeah. too funny. So the contrast, you can see it's right there. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, that's what caught a lot of people talking about it. I really want to see it because obviously, like, oh, I'm really intrigued by this. And the fact it was experimental and stuff like that. I'm like, what do they mean by experimental? What does mm-hmm. this mean? Um, it means so... So imagine, so the point, so in Blair Witch Project, because they're the ones, they're, for, they're the people that made famous found footage movies. Yes. It, so you know the point when the camera's just panning on the woods? Yep. Just on the sound? Mm-hmm. That's this whole movie. Sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole movie. Like, I like action happening. I don't so, like nothingness all like, the whole shot is like the beginning of the movie it says in this house and that's it and then it's shots of like a staircase with a light on maybe and a shot of a floor a shot of a ceiling a tv playing in the living room a and then like the beginning you hear a guy talking on the phone he's like he's talking about like this kid kevin right his kid and he's like yeah he was sleepwalking he fell down the stairs it wasn't too bad he didn't need stitches he's okay Kind of thing, and it seems like he's always talking. He must be talking to the mom, most likely, probably. Whether that's a he's talking to they're divorced or well, who knows what's happening, why she's not there at that moment. Um, and then it just goes on to like all of a sudden, like the kids are looking for their dad because it's two kids, Kevin and Kaylee, and they're trying to look for their dad. And then all of a sudden, it's weird because you don't you, you're watching it and you don't know what's exactly going on, but you notice that actually the main entrance is. And the windows start disappearing. Hmm. But it looks like they're glitching out. It's like, what is going on here? Um, and there's a lot of shots of like, there's one shot. It's probably the best shot in the whole movie. Um, where the mother asks uh, Kaylee to come upstairs. Mm-hmm. And it's from the kid's point of view. <coughs> um, she walks upstairs into this room. So imagine like, say you're a little kid and most of the house is dark. And you walk into your parents' bedroom, and there's no lights on. Mm-hmm. And the shot is, like, from that little kid's point of view. So it's, like, bed level. Yep. And you kind of see, you can tell it's very silhouetted out. You can see the dad sitting on one end of the bed. And then it pans over, and you can see the mom sitting on the other end, not facing the camera. Uh, and the dad, like, the, I think it was the mom was like, 
look under the bed. So it's like one, it's like really like no, building, building up the, the suspense. So the little kid looks under the bed. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just building and building a suspense. And that's what every scene does. It just does it over and over again. Um, and the reason why I was saying the context, at the very beginning of the movie says, all the, under the all, the, all the media footage in this film is from archive.org mm -hmm. because the whole time, most of the time throughout this movie, there's an old um, CRT. Well, granted, the movie takes place in 1995. Okay. There's a CRT TV that keeps on turning on, just playing like 1940s cartoons. Okay. Um, and it's really creepy because at one point it starts looping the same scene over and over again. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and obviously there's like weird, there's really, really random spots where you hear like bones cracking and shit. There's shit floating on the ceiling, stuff stuck to the ceiling, like kind of like paranormal activity stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't think anything was paranormal actually in the show. I think that's, I have a, I think it's more of a red herring personally from watching it. And it ends like literally we were watching it and it ended and we were like, wait a second here. Did, did what, wait, what, what happened? Uh, we had to rewatch it, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, that was the ending. Okay. <laughs> what the hell? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what just happened? Um, yeah, so it's it's really interesting. But then after rewatching it, you really see, I personally think so. Spoiler alert before anybody watches Skin Ring. If you haven't watched yet, this is a spoiler alert. If you want to know, that's fine. Keep on listening. If not, just skip ahead on this podcast. Um, but I personally think Skin Ring is about an abusive family. I think the dad's very abusive and the mother's very abusive. I think they're, it's, I, it's like the stories you hear about of these drug addicted parents that don't take care of their kids. Okay. And we're seeing it from a point of view from a kid that most likely just did hit his head. So he's kind of not completely all there. Like he's still recovering. So some things might be out of sorts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the kind of point of view we're getting. Um, and I think the weird, creepy entity voice people think it's just the dad because he's afraid of the dad, I think. And that's how we're seeing it from his point of view. Um, and I personally think it's like it's really creepy. And I think that it's a story about uh, possibly a guy who just killed his whole family by the end. But why did the stuff all float, fly in the air? I think it's just the delusionalness of the little kid. Okay. That we're seeing. All right. Um. But yeah, it's. I think that's personally. If you really watch it and pay attention, you'll see it. It has more remnants of an abusive family, a really abusive family, and you know what I mean. So yeah, it's and it's pretty pretty sad. And it'll probably if people actually think about it, and they actually had trauma in their own life, I wouldn't recommend watching because they'll probably bring up like feelings of what you probably went through, which was pretty terrible. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, but other than that, it was it's 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 it, I like the movie. I think it was a very original idea. It's super original. I personally think I have no idea what the hell you spent your money on for fifteen thousand dollars, because nothing, nothing. They probably had to rent the room. <laughs> rent the room. If they didn't have a friend that just like, hey, yeah, you can use that for, you can use my apartment for a weekend. Yeah, it's like using this place. And they were like, um, yeah, you can as long as you let my kids star in it. Yeah, <laughs> like. I don't know what they spent their money on. I'd have no idea. Fifteen thousand dollars. I could have done for ten dollars on a weekend. Prob well, probably <clears throat> editing and producing. Editing after, after stuff. Produce. Okay, so I would say if anybody, I hope the ca sound they probably guy used Fiverr or something. <laughs> I hope the sound guy got most of the money. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was most of what was made the movie was the sound. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah. 
that be yeah that's what it needs to come down to like it, it was a sound guy granted a lot of the shots the only thing i would give i would criticize in the movie is that it's widescreen there's no consumer camcorder in 1995 that shot in widescreen <clears throat> because it made it's made to look like a vhs it's supposed to be a found footage yeah yeah there is no there's no vhs in 1995 recorded that would shoot in widescreen i don't know about that i think they had both did they have widescreen? i don't know about 95 but i know they had vhs's that there was near the end they did have widescreen vhs's and it had like the big bars cut off and stuff like that they were yeah um <clears throat> 92 they had widescreen vhs's but on a consumer market for recording for the VHS remained the only option for 20th century Fox decided to start the trend by releasing one of the biggest trilogies onto widescreen VHS in 92 yes but could you record in widescreen that's the big thing uh, I don't know I don't I mm, probably not yeah unless you were going to spend like thousands and thousands of dollars on like a movie grade recorder uh, well you when when mm, I don't mm, that's tough because they didn't have editing like that either, where you could, sh- uh, what they call it, shadow box or whatever. Yeah, uh, letterbox. Letterboxing. Yeah, no, I know. Um, that was the only criticism I have is the movie should have been done in four three. Yeah, to make it more authentic. <clears throat> so yeah, because all it is, it's it's basic footage they shot. Uh, in low light areas, and then they just added a filter to make it look like VHS. You can see it when you're watching. If you if you've done editing, you can tell what they're doing, um, which is kind of cool. But yeah, um, but that's just how it is, though. I mean, it, it is it's a really neat film. <clears throat> I definitely give credit to the creators. They did a really great idea. Like it's a really cool idea. Um, and obviously, none of the directors or writers have come forward from the film to say exactly what it's about. So people still are speculating. So we do, that's what I said is not might not be true. Who knows? Um, and just personally, what I think <coughs> happened in the movie, um, but it, it's it, it's a creepy film. It's a really creepy film. Um, there was some jump scares throughout, but I I wouldn't I don't know. Some people got like wicked spooked about the jump scares, but I was like, okay, that's not it's, eh, it's what it is. It's not really a huge jump scare, but I guess if you think so, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna look for my uh, take home. Uh... 16 by 9 camcorder here. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into, so I wanted to wait to really talk about Way of Water till after, like, it's been in theaters for a while. Most people have seen it. Um, obviously, if anybody's been listening to this podcast for as long as we've been around, they know that I am a beyond huge fan of the Avatar series. Uh, me and Ben used to get into big debates about this. <laughs> Pocahontas the movie. Come on. So, Avatar 2, Way of Water. Uh, came out like not that long ago it is really 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 good it is an outstanding movie um and it gives credit to people saying a movie that's over three hours can never make money well this one has done over two billion worldwide now and is on track to be one of the most grossing highest grossing movies of all time so yeah (laughs) um and the storyline is getting, it's really deep, and they do leave it on a cliffhanger, which I knew they were going to because the other two have already been shot for the most part. Most of the, most of the next two have already been shot. Not all of it. They have to finish 
So, um, yeah, there's 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 no camcorder that can do sixteen by nine, but there's VHS tapes that can have sixteen by nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so they could, yeah, in post big machines, correct? Yeah, they could actually make yeah. them, but yeah, or they film it with an anamorphic lens on a studio camera. Oh yeah, they could do that too. And that's why it's called anamorphic widescreen. Yes. But you can't, nobody's got that. No. <laughs> that kid was walking around going like, you know, okay, action. What's going on here? <laughs> the giant ass camera. Oh, the kid probably weighs more Remember, than the kid. Oh, yeah. This was 92. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Um. So, yeah. Weirwater is planning. You can see it's building to be a very, very deep story um, with the Navi and the humans literally trying to take over their planet now. I, th- I thought they tried to take it over before. And they were kicked their ass out. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and sent the humans packing. And then, uh, and then, like, obviously, you know, uh, Sully is like the main narrator, and he was, he's telling about in the beginning, talking about like what's happened and stuff. And then he's like, and then a new star appeared in the sky. <laughs> and then it shows it's, and he's like, he talked about, he knew what it was. And then it shows from the other end of it, and you see all these ships snapping out of, uh, like, hyper, like, and showing up above the planet. Oh, because yeah. they went through that teleporter. They, yeah, all, <laughs> all of a sudden showing up, and it's like, oh, shit. The humans are back. Um, and they want to... Uh, they want to take back what's theirs. Well, not theirs, but it's not theirs. Mm. But they think it's theirs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And there's so many messages throughout this movie. Along we were just talking about whaling. Um, the exploitation of species and killing off entire species to gain a certain ingredient. Because you can make billions off it. And that's what the humans are doing. They're killing off like huge portions of a certain population on the planet to make billions off it. Um, so, and we got to see the uh, water navi. Uh, which is like these island Navi, which is where most of the movie takes place, which is really, really cool. And the whole last scene takes place like during like an eclipse that happens, which is really, it's a really cool setting. Um, and supposedly we know now the next movie is going to have the fire Navi. No. I, I saw the first one once. Oh. It was okay. I wasn't like, I just didn't see what the big deal about it was. Yeah. It really didn't blow my mind. I don't know why. Maybe oh. if you saw it in, what is it? Eight, eight, what IMAX or something? But it really didn't mean anything to me. Oh, it's like, such it a good like, story. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> it, it was such a good story. It, oh. I don't know. Um. Anyway, so, and like I was saying, my predictions. One of my predictions. So after I saw this, I was like, one of my predictions where the storyline's going is. I was like, I was like, I bet by the fourth one, they're going to head to Earth to stop them from coming to Pandora. No, they're going to go to Earth to take over the, the world. Well, no. They're so, going to be the bad guys now. So the one thing that they started hinting Avatar at. Avatar with a vengeance. So the one thing <laughs> they hinted at in this movie is they kind of hinted at that the Earth actually doesn't know exactly what's going on in Pandora. Mm-hmm. So once Earth gets news of this and wind of it, um, it ain't going to go so well for these big corporations when they realize that they literally just went to an alien planet and started killing the indigenous species. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to go so well on Earth. Activists are going to be all up in arms. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. start seeing that, I think, in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's going to be the Navi are going to travel to Earth. They're going to stop them from... And one of the head producers, uh, not James Cameron, he's the main director, but have leaked, obviously, that it is actually where the first one is going. But how are they going to get into space? 
How are, gonna, how are they going to leave the planet? They don't have space. No, but if they take the okay. humans' ships. Okay. And what's-his-name knows how to drive them. Well, Sully. Yeah. But he's also teaching. He can teach any of them, mm -hmm. um, which is obviously why they're even fending off, like, the Earth, Earthlings, mm -hmm. is because he was an insurgent soldier. He knows how this works. So he's able to get ahead of them mm -hmm. and prevent it. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, really well done. There's so many really cool scenes in the whole movie. It's such a really, it's just, it's just a great movie and it moves way faster. It's three hours does not seem like three hours because it goes by so fast. Did you see it in theaters? Yeah. With heated seats, reclining seats. Mystic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's a great theater. There's also the Mystic Luxury Theaters in the South County Commons that has heated seats. And the Apple Cinema actually supposedly has heated seats as well. Yeah, I mean, that's too far. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And it's only, what, $7 if you go to the first show. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad that's at all. Bad. It used to be 5 though, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but heated seats in a recliner, come on now. And, and they have food, too. And popcorn with real butter and you get beer, too. Come on. Can't go wrong. <laughs> it's great. Um, but yeah, so it's funny. The one thing I read about, uh, the movie is there's a lot of people talked about how they had to get up and go to the bathroom multiple times throughout the movie because there's just so much, there's a lot of scenes with water. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even, uh, Tony Camper was telling about how he had to get up. Yeah. No, well, yeah. So no, I did not. I stayed fast and did not move. I wasn't missing a minute of that movie. <laughs> but when he left, he had a a big jug. And everybody's like, what's that? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I cannot wait for uh, the next ones. And I can't wait for, obviously, the Blu-rays come out to see behind the scenes and the making of and stuff like that. Um, and it's so funny because it's been so long since they actually shot this. Some of the actors actually forgot about it even was existing because they shot it so long ago. Oh, yeah. No, I read about that. They yeah, were they like, were like, oh, I thought that, that movie I thought, Yeah, I thought it bombed, man. <laughs> it, it didn't come out yet. <laughs> that like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's how long James Cameron takes to like really redefine things and get things going. Well, right? he didn't want to put it out during the, the – he wanted it to be in theaters. He did, yeah. He wanted to be in theaters. Yeah. Um, that was one of the big things. There, there, there There's talks of – them making a violent night too. Oh shit! No shit. And I'll explain why after. But I was, we were like, I wonder if there's gonna be a sequel. I don't know how there could be a sequel, but is there gonna be a sequel? Then, well, it was successful. Stuff, if it so was successful, to... it said if it was successful, they were gonna do a sequel. Cool. Yeah, and this time, Mrs. Claus ain't happy. Uh, <laughs> well, we will see. So, this has been talking gaming and tech. Remember, Dorking Podcast Network. Go check them out. There's tons of podcasts on their network. You can find a whole bunch. Whatever your favorite topic is, go check them out. I am sure you will find a podcast that suits you. But remember, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash techprimemedia. We are shooting a new video on restoring a PC tomorrow. So if you want to know that, if you have a friend who has an old PC and you're like, well, is worth throwing away no it's not worth throwing away you can fix it you can get it working better and we're gonna do that tomorrow and the video will be up shortly hopefully shortly after um it'll be a whole lot of fun because the pc is actually going to a friend of ours that actually needs a good pc so it'll be a lot of fun restoring this thing getting back to normal but until next week two weeks from now 
And if you want some nice, quick bites, small little bites small of, little te- of Tech, tech bites. Prime Media, if you want some, if you could only handle so much, check us out on TikTok. We got our VR video. It's well over thirty thousand views, which is that's <laughs> crazy. crazy. It, it's it's just a short, but still, it's it blows it just blew us away. We're at sixty followers now. Yep. So let's keep that going. Indeed. But uh, for the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, everyone, Tech Prime Media. We'll see you next time.